Psalms chapter 61, verse 1, the Bible says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to the church of the night. Praying through pressure. Amen. Let's lift up our hands and pray for just a few moments. God, I thank you for your word. Thank you for everybody that's here tonight, God. I pray that you would touch us, that you would strengthen us, that you would speak to us, oh God. Change our hearts, change our minds, Lord. Touch our spirits, God. Oh, come on. If you want to touch from the Holy Ghost, why don't you lift up your voice and give him some praise? Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. Our pastor says, many of you have heard it. He just said it Monday night. If you miss Monday night prayer meeting, you miss probably one of the best church services most church will ever have in their existence. Amen. Don't miss Monday night prayer meeting. Amen. Pastor says you can pray your way through anything. Amen. Amen. The psalmist David said, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. Everybody say attend. Amen. The psalmist is saying, God, when I start praying, I want you to show up and listen. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Amen. He's saying, wherever I'm at, whatever I'm going through, God, I want you to hear my cry. I want you to attend to my prayer. I'm going to pray if I'm in the darkest trial of my life on the other side of the world. I'm going to be crying unto you when my heart is overwhelmed. Amen. Amen. Then, Then he says, lead me. Everybody say, lead me. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen. The word overwhelmed here in the original language literally means to become feeble or to faint. And you're no stranger to trials and troubles and situations. We all go through those things in our lives. Every person under the sound of my voice, you've been through things that you just felt like you couldn't make it through and you didn't know how how your heart was going to stand another day or another month. I feel the Holy Ghost helping me right now. Amen. And and, and the psalmist is saying, when my heart is overwhelmed, I'm going to be praying, God. But then he said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, what is that rock? In Psalms 18 and 2, the, the psalmist said, the Lord is my rock. Amen. Let me tell you something. When your heart is fainting and when you feel feeble and you don't know how you're going to make it another day, I'll tell you where you need to go. You don't need to go on vacation. You don't need to go to medication. You don't need to go to a counselor. You need to say, God, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. God, help us tonight, Lord. Help us tonight, God. In the name of Jesus. 
house. I, I, I just have a simple task here tonight for every one of you. I'm, I'm here to lead you to the rock. Amen. I'm telling you, I found God to be the solution to every trial, to every trouble, to every question, to every situation. God, when my heart can't take it anymore, just lead me to you. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We have, a, we have a problem. And I don't know if it's an American problem or if it's a Western civilization problem. I don't know if it's a 2023 problem or if it's just a human problem. But when we get faint and we get feeble and we get weak, we have the tendency to sit down and say, God, you know what I'm going through. Come, come help me, God. I, I need you to... What's the song say? Um, I'm too unworthy, Lord, to come to you. Will you please come down to me? Amen. We, we, well, God knows where I'm at. and He knows what I'm going through. And I just, need him, I just need Him to come touch me. And yes, God does know where you're at. And He does know what you're going through. Amen. And He is merciful. And He is gracious. And He is kind. And He is loving. But there's a problem that we have, and it's that we want to sit on our haunches and get God to come to us. And the psalmist said, when I can't take it anymore, God, I need you to, in the name of Jesus. He didn't say, I need you to come to me. He said, I need you to make a way that I can come to you. Jesus, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. I'm telling you, when you wake up and you feel depression and anxiety and spirits of opposition coming against you, that's not the day to lay in bed and beg God to come to you. That's when you get up and say, oh no, Satan, not today. I'm going to prayer meeting one more time. God, help. I'm going to pray through pressure. God, help us today, Lord. I'm not just preaching something that I came up with. I'm telling you, the Lord has dealt with me through prayer. And and I I, I found that the responsibility of approach, everybody say the responsibility of approach. The responsibility of approach does not rest with God, but it rests with us. Amen. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God help us. God help us. In Mark chapter 1 verse 17, this is when Jesus has found his disciples. Jesus said unto them, come you after me and I will make you fishers of men. The responsibility of approach is given to the disciple. Jesus shows up and says, now you come to me. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 14, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the, on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. Hallelujah. 
again say, Lord, if it's you, you know the storm I'm going through and the mess this boat is in and I need you to fix it and fix it quick. But he said, God, if it's you, just tell me to come to you. Hallelujah. Before we go any further, I want to tell you what the man after God's own heart wrote in Psalms chapter 65. He said, blessed, blessed is the man whom the Lord loveth and causes. He causes him to approach unto him. There is a blessing when God doesn't go to where you're at, but he allows you to come to where he's. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not God being calloused and mean to you. It's a blessing when he says, honey, just come on to prayer. Hallelujah. God touched the feed me generation. Amen. Touch the meet me generation. Touch the fix me generation. God help us today. Amen. God's not being mean when there's an insatiable hunger that, 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 that you can't. Can I just preach what I feel? Amen. When, when, when you can't get it fixed at your house in a prayer meeting. Amen. That's not God being rude to you. It's the blessing of him drawing you and causing you to approach. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Okay. I'm going to wreck your theology. Amen. I'm going to tell you the difference between praying at your house and praying at his house. Amen. I understand all prayer is good prayer. But your house ain't the house of prayer. His house is the house of prayer. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer among all nations. In the name of Jesus. And so I'm going to, Lord help me Jesus. Name of Jesus. When you wake up in the morning and you go in your living room with your coffee cup and you pray in your lazy boy, that's good. But that's you saying, God, why don't you come to me today? And you're sitting there in your pajamas. But when you get out of bed and you fix your hair and brush your teeth and you put on some nice clothes and you make your way into the house of prayer. You know what you're saying to God? God, you don't have to come to me today. I'm coming to you today. And there's something that begins to happen in the spirit. Let me tell you something. God is no respecter of persons, but he's absolutely a respecter of sacrifices. And when you make the sacrifice to come to his house. Oh, yes. And you sign in and you walk in and lay down on the floor and say, God, I'm here today and I'm searching for you. God, I'm seeking after you. I'm dependent on you, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's a blessing in coming to the house of prayer. Amen. There's a blessing in coming to the house of prayer. Amen. But I'm, I mean, you know this. You've heard this preached probably a hundred times, if not more. Amen. You, you, know, you know when you're going through trials, you pray. You know you can pray your way through anything. You know prayer works. You know this house is the house of prayer. Amen. So what happens? What happens when you come to pray? 
and you lay down on the floor and it feels like a brick wall lays down on top of you. Oh, Jesus. Amen. I, I, I just I feel a burden in my spirit tonight and I want to I want to preach to the church because it's it's easy in a service like we had Sunday night to find God. Amen. But I've already heard the lies and the stories that the devil tells Monday morning when you wake up and you don't feel as good as you did Sunday night in the altar. And the devil tells you things like, well, you're all by yourself now. Yeah. You may have got victory with the church, you know, dancing and shouting, but they ain't around now. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I already know it's easy to get victory in a prayer meeting like what we had Monday night. Amen. It, it's, it's harder not to get victory in a prayer meeting like what we had Monday night. Amen. But then you, you go and you lay down on the pillow all by yourself and it's dark in the room and you close your eyes and it's just you and the voices. Amen. And the devil starts harping on you about how the only time you get victory is when everybody's around. Yeah, pastor, he, he said you can pray your way through anything, but you, can, can, I, can I just go ahead and preach? He, you, you've heard that before, and you've tried it before, and you didn't get anywhere. Amen. What happens when, when you make up your mind, I'm going to start praying, and you come in after a red-hot Monday night prayer meeting, you come in on Tuesday, and you're just expecting that it's going to be the exact same as it was on Monday night, and you lay down, and it feels like God, it, it, He could not be any further away, and, and every spirit of opposition is in your ear, and, and every failure that you've ever committed is on your shoulder, and every flaw that you have, every shortcoming you have is working you over, and it feels like you can't get anywhere. That's the person that I'm here to preach to tonight. The Lord done gave me a message about praying through pressure. God. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God help us tonight. Help us tonight. Amen. Amen. In Mark chapter 10 verse 14. It's, it's recorded in Luke 18 as well. It, he, it, Jesus called them unto him talking about the children and said suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of God the word suffer there means to allow he says allow the little children to come unto me and, and, and don't tell them they can't do it amen and then I'm just reminded of a scripture that, that if, if you don't become as little children you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of God amen there's something about children I, I was at the school today and I was walking to the car to leave and, and, and little sister Ava she was over there on the swing and, and here she come just to running across the, the lot and, and, and she ran over with her arms open and just gave me a hug and, and, and then she turned around and just went back to what she was doing. I was thinking, you know what? I wonder if that spirit would get on every saint of God. Amen. What is it about children that they're not afraid to approach? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And, 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 and when the disciples, when all the mature Christians around, saw those little children just stumbling and bumbling their way into, into approaching God. And they, oh, no, no, no. God, God's too refined for all that. 
He said, oh, no, no. You don't stop the children from coming to me. Amen. Children understand that God is approachable. They understand. You know as well as I do. You can, you can be on the phone. You can be in a meeting. You can be in a prayer meeting. You can be in the most serious moment of your life. And a little kid, has, they, they don't give a rip. If they want a hug, they're coming to get a hug. Why? They understand something. God. I don't ever want to outgrow approaching God. Name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Name of Jesus. Amen. And so the responsibility of approach it falls upon us. And and I want you to know that it falls upon us no matter the situation that we're going through. I was reading last night. I believe it's in Psalms one forty seven. The psalmist wrote. He said, "I will sing praises while I have any." Being. I read it. And I stopped. I said listen to this. To my wife. So the psalmist said I will sing praises to God. While I have any being. That means I don't have to feel great. As long as I'm alive. I, oh Jesus help me to preach this right now. God. Oh, I don't have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank and, and my health ain't got to be exactly right and, and my family ain't got to be exactly right. But God, if I have anything in me at all, I'm going to find you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. John chapter 7, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. Amen. You want the Holy Ghost? This spake here the Spirit. You want the Holy Ghost? You come get it. Amen. Oh, God, help us tonight, Lord. Help there to be a breaking in our spirit that we would understand. It's not just God that makes moves in this deal, but we've got to make moves too. And it don't matter if you're thirsty, if you're hungry, if you're in need of a healing. Amen. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come unto me. Everybody say, Come unto me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. To labor here means to grow weary, tired, or exhausted. Heavy laden is when a burden is placed upon something or or an object is loaded down. Have you ever woke up feeling loaded down? Amen. I'm going to tell you something that I learned pastoring in Amity. And I'm glad that the Holy Ghost taught it to me. When things would get real tight and heavy, I would take a couple day trip to Branson. Or I'd go deer hunting. Amen. Thinking that if I could just get away, you know, just, we just got, you know, let's just take a little break. Here we go. Let's take a break. Everything would be all right. And I learned over time that when I came back, I came back 
with the same load, but even worse. Amen. You know, you know, people in the world, when their life gets out of hand, they drink to forget the problem. They take a pill to forget the problem. Amen. Apostolics go on vacation to forget the problem. Amen. He didn't say, go unto Gatlinburg. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and you will find rest. Now let me tell you something. I ain't preaching against vacation because I like vacation. But I'll tell you, if, if, if you find yourself overwhelmed and overloaded, you don't need somebody to lead you to a vacation. You need somebody to lead you to a prayer meeting. And after you find victory in prayer meeting, go on vacation. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I remember before I ever left to go to Amity, we were, we were living in the village and, and, and just, just dealing with, with stress and trials and things. And, and, and I remember our, our anniversary was coming up and we, we had this big trip planned. And I couldn't wait to get out of town. for It, it was going to be like a week we were going to Utah and I was so excited. And, and I just couldn't wait. And man, we were leaving on Monday morning. We came to church on Sunday night. And I'm telling you, the Shekinah glory of God fell in this place. This place was the holiest of holies on that night. And I remember we were leaving at like 5 o'clock on Monday morning. And as we're pulled, we had been so ready to go on vacation. But I'm telling you, we had an encounter with God. And we were headed out of the village. And I, I remember looking at my wife. And, and, and I just said, you know, after what I felt like last night, I really wish we were just staying in town to go to prayer meeting tonight I really just wish we were staying in town to go to church on Wednesday night now you may think that's crazy but I'm telling you if you ever figure out how to approach God amen amen come unto me all ye the labor and the heavy laden I will give you rest for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people saying, this is the rest. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you there's power. There is power when you learn how to come into prayer meeting and pray until every insecurity, until every, every condemnation, until every, every trial, every struggle, everything that you're dealing with. And when, when you learn to pray until all those things start to fade. The, the, the old timers used to say until the things of this earth grow strangely dim is the phrase that they, I'm telling you, you can find a place in prayer, you can be broke as a joke, and you make it into the heavens, and you don't give a rip about the bank account, I'm telling your family can be a mess and it's, it's about to make you lose your mind and have a heart attack and you find your way into the holiest of holies and all of a sudden none of it even matters anymore. Oh, you got to learn to pray through pressure. God, oh God, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in Mark chapter 15, after this is after the crucifixion, the Bible says, and the veil was rent in two 
from the top to the bottom. Amen. You know, God wasn't approachable in the Old Testament. But when Jesus died at Calvary, all of a sudden that veil that separated the holiest of holies from the people was torn. Amen. And it was torn from top to bottom. Amen. Meaning God did his business from his vantage point first. Amen. And then Hebrews would tell us, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us, everybody say, let us. Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace. name of Jesus let me tell you it's not when everything's going right he said that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need let me tell you where to go in time of need you go boldly before the throne of grace hallelujah you find your you find your way of approach into the presence of God Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I just, you know, God, he knows where I'm at. Yeah, he does. He also knew where Bartimaeus was at, and I want to read you that story. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Everybody say, blind Bartimaeus. The man can't even see where he's walking. Blind Bartimaeus. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. He stops. And commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. This guy can't even see where he's walking. Doesn't it make sense that Jesus would go to him? He can't see. Once, once, I mean, he hears a noise. What's happened? Jesus is coming through. He don't even know where Jesus is. He just knows that Jesus is somewhere in the vicinity because he hears the noise. So he's screaming because he don't know where he is. Jesus! Jesus! Hey, shut up, Bartimaeus. No, you don't understand. This is time of need. Jesus! And so Jesus stops. But where did he stop at? We don't know. Bartimaeus didn't know. And then Jesus Jesus commands. He commands him to be called. And they say to the blind man, be of good comfort, rise. He's calling you. He can't even see his feet. He can't see Jesus. He has no idea where he's going. What, what, what is this telling us? It's, I, I'm, I've just found through the scripture. The responsibility of approach, no matter how bad the need, lies on us. Let me tell you what Bartimaeus didn't do. He didn't get quiet in the building. And he say, 
Jesus, I'm blind. And I don't know where you're at. And so I need you to come to me. The Bible says that he rose. He cast off, cast away his garment. And came to Jesus. Now, I'm no theologian. But I don't know how he knew where Jesus was. And I don't know what method he used to come to Jesus. But I'll tell you this. Jesus didn't allow his situation to change the principle that the responsibility of approach rests on us. I don't know how blind Bartimaeus got there. But maybe he was like, Marco. I don't know. Or maybe he said, can somebody help me? Or maybe, maybe he just started walking. And he, and he runs into somebody and they say, no, Jesus is, is, is this way. And they point him in the right direction. And he kind of stumbles and runs into somebody else. Oh, no, Jesus, he, he, let, let me course correct just a little bit. He just keeps walking and finally gets to him. Oh, God. I don't know how he got there. But he got there. And it was his responsibility. Amen. He comes to Jesus. And then Jesus says, what, what, what do you need me to do for you? He said, God, I, I, I got to be able to see. Okay, I can fix that. And he fixes him. He heals him. Why? Because, can I, can I say, in the darkness of his trial, when he could not walk by sight because he couldn't see. He somehow found his way to Jesus. Oh, God help us. Oh, God help us. In the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm so much closer to being done than you think. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God help us tonight. Help us tonight. So many times, so many times we get caught up in, in trials. We get caught up in situations. We get caught up in circumstances. I've been there. Amen. If I'm being honest, I am there right now. When you walk into prayer meeting, it's not easy to find God. Amen. Maybe you, you, you come to prayer and you feel like a blind man. And you're reaching here for something and you're reaching there. For God, where are you at? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, 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 can, you can get caught up. And, and, and I thank God for everything that He does in this church. And I thank God for the victories on, on the Sunday nights when it, when it gets wound up and, and, and everybody's getting their victory. But let me tell you something. There is no victory like victory that you get all by yourself in a prayer. Hallelujah. 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 There is no breakthrough like breakthrough that you get all by yourself in a prayer meeting. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Name of Jesus. Amen. It's good when everybody's around and, 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 and they got your arms and, and they're shaking you. And God, help them, Lord. Give them breakthrough. 
Oh, give them a miracle. It's good, and, and, and I'm not taking away from it. But if you, if you allow yourself to only get victory in those moments, then in the darkness when you're by yourself, the devil has a place, and he has a voice, and he tries to use it to tell. somebody tonight amen don't don't get caught in the in the rut of only getting victory at church amen do get victory at church but don't only get victory at church do get victory when everybody else is around but don't only get victory when everybody else is around do shout and dance when everybody else is around but don't only shout and dance when everybody else is around What happens on Thursday morning when you wake up and hell and all its minions have devoted their day to visiting you? Amen. Let me tell you something. You go into approach mode. Amen. You find yourself a place of prayer. And when you walk in, in the name of Jesus. When you walk in, you lay down, and everything inside of you is faint and it's weak and it's feeble. And everything inside of you wants to put all the responsibility on God. Oh, God, you know what I'm going through right now, Lord. I just want to lay here and you touch me, Jesus. And you feel like there's a brick wall on your face. I'm here to tell you, that's when you have to learn to pray through pressure. It's not the good days that really shape who you are. It's not the easy prayer meetings that really mold your character. Amen. Let me tell you something. It's, It's not... It's not the battles where God says, you go out onto the battlefield and just start shaking your tambourine and shouting and I'm going to fight them for you. Those ain't the battles that really make a warrior out of you. But it's when you're in the trenches. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I want to help somebody. God is no respecter of persons. Amen. If if, if you feel like you're walking through hell tonight, or you're walking through hell tomorrow morning, amen, just go ahead and trudge through it and trudge your way to prayer meeting. Amen. (laughs) And when you start to pray and you feel like you're not going anywhere, what what does the song say? There have been times I felt my prayers... Didn't even reach the ceiling of the room where I knelt to pray. Let me tell you what to do. Just keep on praying. Just keep on praying. God help us. God help us. I was in a church service. And a preacher said he was was preaching and he got a little stiff. 
And he said, come on, we're not going any further until this breaks. So he had the church start praying. And it didn't break. So he just started preaching again. And I leaned over to my wife. And I said, he just made a fatal error in this church service. It's like telling a kid no and then not enforcing the no. You just told the devil, I'm not going to leave until I defeat you. And then you didn't defeat him. And so you know what's going to happen? I'm just going to tell you. You know what's going to happen next time he does that in the service? The devil's going to be so much more emboldened to just go ahead and stick around. So you know what you do? When, 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 I was, when I was saying keep praying, I'm not talking about pray 30 minutes, don't get a breakthrough, and say, okay, I'll be back tomorrow. No. You keep praying. God, why don't you lift your hands and pray right now all over the house? <laughs> oh, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Come on, why don't you just pray until you feel it start to shift in your spirit? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Name of Jesus. Amen. Last night I came in here to pray. And and it's it's been it's been where I come in to pray. I, I'm just I'm just preaching what I'm feeling right now. The when I come in to pray, I lay down and it's not easy to pray. I've been in seasons where it's easy to pray. Everybody has those seasons. You come in, God just meets you. He's just there. And I there have been times where I came to pray and, and, and it feels like God is, is far away. And you really have to find Him. But what, I, what I felt recently is that I come in to pray. And if I can use the phrase, God is so close yet so far away. It feels like the holiest of holies is just out of arm's length. Amen. And, and, and there's, a, there's an opposition to the prayer. Amen. But you know what? I, I thank God for the leadership that I've had in my life. Amen. Because this, this, this is not a revelation that's new with me. Amen. I've been taught this my whole life. Amen. And so I, 
Last night I came in and you feel like, God, help me to preach this. I don't even know how to put it into words. If, if, I can, if I can make the analogy, you come off of Monday night. Monday night was so amazing. An hour and 40 minute prayer meeting. It was supposed to be an hour long. Name of Jesus. Come off of Monday night and, and, and you walk into Tuesday morning. And everything in you is screaming that God should be so close. But you come to pray and you just. It's just, a, it's just a struggle. It's a fight to get to where you need to be. Amen. So, last night I slid up underneath that back pew. And uh, I just closed my eyes and I told God, I said, God, I ain't leaving until I find you. And I'll just go ahead and tell you, I meant what I was saying. As a matter of fact, I'd already told my wife she could figure out a ride home. I'm staying until I find you. Amen. I was laying underneath that pew and I was thinking, I may have to have an all-night prayer meeting. But you know what? You can pray your way through anything. Now here's the most important part. Is that you cannot take a day for granted. Because it don't take very many days of bad prayer meetings. Before you're not living the good life anymore. You need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. You need to enter in to the presence of God. Amen. You... I, I, I don't care how much resolve you have as a man. I don't care how much anointing you have as a man. You have to have breakthrough in your life. You have to have communion with the Spirit of God. Amen. And so in times when, when, when pressure and opposition are coming against you, because we all find ourselves heavy laden with job, and family, finances, and and. and, and Children, church, school. So many things putting pressure on you. You come in and you think a million thoughts before you ever think the first one about God. And you're trying to pray. Has anybody ever been there? Your to-do list runs over your mind a thousand times. You think about random stuff like wind direction next Friday for deer hunting. Every single... It's like the reader's digest of your brain. It's just opposition. Amen. And you can't let those prayer meetings slip away. Because you really need God a lot more than you realize. Amen. Amen. You really, really, really need those insecurities to fade. I'm telling you, 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 need, you need miracles. You need so many things from God. And you can find them in prayer. You can find them in the Spirit of God. But you have to pray through the pressure. So I laid down. I covered my face. I'm just, I'm just a simple man. Y'all forgive me. Covered my face. I said, okay, God. 
I don't know how I'm going to find you, but I'm going to find you. So I just pray. I tried praise a little bit. Tried prayer, supplication. God, let's talk about worship. Let's talk about how good you are. Let's talk about the things you've done. Let's talk about the trials that are going on. God, I'm just going to talk to you about everything I can find. And you know, I, I can't even really explain to you when in the prayer meeting that it was. But all of a sudden, when it feels like you want to cry so bad, and you just can't get the tears to come, you just can't get breakthrough, all of a sudden, it just starts to fade. And you feel that sweet liberty of the Holy Ghost sweeping over you. From the time, I, I, I forgive me for sharing personal experience. This just happened last night. From the time that I broke through, I barely moved for over an hour. I'm as ADHD as any person in this building. And I laid there weeping, crying, speaking. And this is where the Lord spoke to me. You have to learn to pray through pressure. God is desiring. He, he wants communion with you. In Revelation at the door of the church. Now, he wasn't knocking on the door of the world, just so you know. Revelation, he's knocking on the door of the church. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open unto me, I'll come in, I'll sup with him, he with me. When somebody knocks on your door, usually you're not standing at the door waiting to open it. When they start knocking, You have to move from where you are and go to the door. Amen. Why don't we stand together? In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. There are situations that you're dealing with right now that God could fix in one prayer meeting if you could pray through the pressure. But God doesn't just want to do it one time. God, I, I, I feel this. I feel this for this church. God desires for you to learn how to pray through the pressure of everything that's going on. Close out, as Pastor would say, he has too many tabs open in his brain. To close out all the tabs. Focus on God. In Verbal Beans teaching on prayer, he says, you have to get God's attention. And he said, and the way you get God's attention is when God gets your attention. Amen. You know, 
I've been there when there's a million things you need to do. I understand. Let me encourage you. Find a place to pray every day. And when you come in and you feel you feel the pressure of life and the opposition of everything going on. You feel spirits and all these things trying to hinder you. Just pray on through the pressure. Pray till you get a breakthrough every day. Don't, don't take a prayer meeting for granted. Don't, don't take a day for granted. Hallelujah. 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 Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. You know... I just, this, is, this is what I feel. Name of Jesus. Pastor for three years. We felt for an extended period of time God was shifting things. Counsel in my life. Everything moved, all these things. Anyway, here we are. And, and, and there were so many uncertainties in, in these times. Amen. And it's funny, one of the last messages I preached before I resigned was identity crisis. Y'all remember that? Yeah. I preached about identity crisis. And then I resigned the church. And brother, let me tell you, I plummeted into an identity crisis. Who, who even am I right now? Just trying to navigate life and just things. So many, so many, so many just uncertainties, insecurities, all these things. That when I think they're there, when I go about my day, they're there. But you know when I enter into the holiest of holies, some, for some strange reason, they just disappear. And you know, I just... Maybe, maybe I'm overemphasizing this. Maybe you feel like I am. I don't know. There are people, there are people here. You deal with insecurities. You wonder where you fit and, and, and you know, does this one like me? Does this one not like me? Is this one mad at me? Does it, where, where, where am I at in this deal? You can't find yourself and just it causes problems. It really does. It causes problems in your marriage, your family, your children, your church. Everything, everything. Brother Booker says, Pride hath killed its thousands, but insecurity its ten thousands. Amen. You know, when you find your way into a prayer meeting, through the pressure, through everything that's coming against you, and you really, really, really get into the holiest of holies, there are, there are things that will fade in a miraculous way. I'm telling you, I feel the opposition preaching this right now. There are, there are pains in your spirit. Uh, beautiful scripture in the book of one of the epistles of John, at least the first epistle of John. He says, he says, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. 
What does that mean? When, when you just can't seem to let go of everything that God brought you out of, and, and, and you feel like God wants to do this or wants to do that, and you, you, your heart, the condemnation is just too great, and you, well, maybe I just don't even belong here. Maybe I, need to, maybe I need to leave. Maybe I need to find a different church. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe. When your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. But you have to find Him. You have to, you have to put yourself into His hands. And so I'm done preaching. I just want to tell you. I, I pray that you'll get this beyond just this service. That tomorrow, I, I just want to encourage you, church, that you would find yourself a place to pray tomorrow. When, when, when your life feels like it's crumbling, go ahead and take the time to pray. When you got a million things on your plate, go ahead and take the time to pray. And don't just come in and, 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 and patty cake around, but you have real needs and real problems and real situations. Why don't you really find God? In the name of Jesus. And you'll find that God, He can fix so many things. Why don't we lift up our hands and pray all over the house right now? Why don't you find yourself a place to pray? In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you find personal victory in a prayer meeting? you pray until you feel that help come on that heavenly help flowing 